I have had three shots of espresso and two cups of coffee. This is my third cup of coffee. I was not exaggerating when I said I'd be drinking five cups of coffee. <laughs> I've had nothing and I need something. Oh, I've been working a little, so that sometimes gets me going. Uh-huh. So, working, yeah. working is motivating for sure, I think. Yeah, it can be. It okay, can be. so... Hello, everyone. Welcome to the second episode of the Creative Seed podcast. My name is Chelsea. My name is Sue. I am the daughter mother. I am the mother grandmother. And for any of you that follow us on YouTube, we are the co-hosts of the Legacy Nets podcast and co-owners of the Legacy Fiber Arts Yarn Dyeing Fabric Dyeing Company. That is who we are. That is who we are. Because I don't feel like we really gave it a good like overall last time. I feel like we were kind of like, oh, what do we do? How do we say this? Um, I agree. I agree. And thank you. Oh, my gosh. Thank you to all the people that have joined us here on Patreon, which is so, so, so exciting. Yeah. We are having a blast. Like that first episode was so fun and felt so natural. And... I don't know. I just feel like this is going to be such a fun way to like connect with everyone, whether it be like on the audio side or the video side. Um, But yeah, it was, it was really fun. It was very fun. I, I do have this, like these moments where I get like so caught up in like, what are we going to talk about? Like, and not trusting that the conversation will appear. Obviously we always have thoughts about like a one sentence thought on what we might talk about for hopefully more than two minutes, (laughs) which will then lead us places. But again, we said before, like, give us your thoughts on what you want to hear. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So, okay. For anybody that is watching this, I am in my pajamas again, so I didn't do good on my vow to try and become more fashionable so hard but that's okay um okay well so I loved your thoughts we were texting last night about like what should we talk about this episode and I loved your thoughts about like kind of giving a behind the scenes to the way kind of the business operates how our creative side informs the business side kind of that whole topic and I don't know if you had an idea of like exactly like the place where you were like ooh this would be interesting to start or if you just thought overall this would be a really nice little nugget of information for anybody curious and or wanting to start their own business. Yes, I thought well, you know what we could do. I mean, we've told the story of how this business has started before, yeah. but it's been a while and I'm wondering if we start with that as like This is how, because we run this business very differently, I think, than most people. Yeah. Well, I say that. I'm not sure how we started it. We did not have a business plan. We did not have anything, anything. We just, we are really all about trusting the movement, which sounds so woo-woo, but it really works, and not trying to force anything to happen. That's right. Whenever, and we've had many conversations about this, like, feels like we're really trying to make that happen. I I don't think we should do that until it's just a more natural process for it to happen. So in a nutshell, because I do feel like we've told this story before mm-hmm. um, about how we started, um, but for we do have new people and hopefully as time goes on, we're going to get completely new people. Um, so it really was, we started, you started podcasting. I started on Periscope. Very weird how, like, I really gained quite a following there. It was very weird, Mm -hmm. like with no intention. I don't even know why I decided I thought I would like to do that. I have no idea. And then you had started knitting and you were like, I'm going to do a podcast. And you were living here at the time. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, that that's great. Like, go for it. And so we both kind of had our own thing. We were not dyeing yarn. We had no intention of being yarn dyers. We had no intention of 
being in this industry. I had been in the the needlework industry for years before as a counted cross stitch designer right for like 10 years I forgot what years but anyways and then we went to Vogue knit Vogue knitting live was our turning point and it's really interesting because every time Vogue knitting live comes it's in New York City which for me is is a train ride right. um it's it's a very different event but it has a really sweet spot in my heart. I don't know why. Every time it comes up, I'm drawn to it. I think it's because, you know, if we both go, we get that great train ride to chat and knit and just be together alone. Um, and then I love the city so much, even though I'm kind of scared to death of it, but I love it. It's very overwhelming if you don't go in regularly, which we are, we've never been regular goer inners. I would say, at our peak, maybe twice a year, but even yes. then was maybe just a couple of years we went in twice. But yes, and you used to go in for dance classes, and I oh, would go. I forgot about that. So I definitely went a handful of times a year then. Yes, and you were still younger. You were you were dancing with. They were a little bit older than you, mm-hmm. and I just still felt you were young to go on. So I always went. Right. Um, I, and being an artist, like when I got out of art school, that's where I went hoping to find an agent and, oh, that was so scary. I, <laughs> I'm, I love it so much yet. I'm overwhelmed and a little afraid of it. Yeah, I get it. So, so anyways, that's, I think part of it, but it's also where it hit me like a ton of bricks that you were destined to be in this business. And I don't know why it was specifically you. Hmm. Um, but I remember, I remember watching you interact with people. We were just starting to get known as podcasters. Mm -hmm. So people knew who we were. Um, but, but it wasn't about that. It was about you talking to people and watching how you interacted with them. And I still remember, I still can feel my body sitting back as I was watching you. Oh, how interesting. Yeah. And then I came home and I remember saying to dad, she needs to be in this industry. She is made for it. It was so bizarre. So bizarre. And then you said to me probably the next day, will you podcast with me? Yeah, probably. And I was like, so protective of your space. I was like, oh, she just feels like she should ask me. Like I kept saying, I will this one time, but I think it's really yours. I want it to be yours. And you were like, no, please. I'm like, no, I think it's yours. Okay. If if there's ever anything that I don't want to do, you can be sure that I will never ask someone to do something that I don't want to personally do. Like that is even like in all of life, I would never ask somebody to do something if I didn't truly (laughs) want them to do it. Well, I finally was okay with it. I finally settled into it. But that podcast, I don't even know what number, where it is, how it was, but I should go back and watch it because I think it was really funny. I will try and link it because our, honestly, like our early days of podcasting, if (laughs) we could also be like romanticizing this, but if they are the way we remember them to be, they were hilarious. I think they were super funny. Super funny. Yeah, I'm going to try and find it in our YouTube catalog and link it down below because yeah. it really was such a fun because, you know, we had the whole like parking thing. Oh, issue. We got lost. We, this, we just whenever we're together, it's like the blind leading the <laughs> blind. And we we try our hardest. And whenever you're like, I can't do this. I'm like, OK, then I will pick it up and we will go. <laughs> it's we're just like hobbling yeah. together trips. I feel like. I feel like I look at you and go, she can get us through. And then I feel like you look at me and go, she can get us through. She's a grown up here. She knows what she's doing. I don't think it really it like benefits either of us, but I think that could be the case. Yeah. But anyways, and then we started becoming more and more popular as podcasters and people would send us stuff and we would promote them. And then they would say, oh my gosh, it was the best sales ever. And I remember one day it hit me like, what are we doing? We are both artists and we're making everybody money but us. Well, because uh, especially because I feel like, I mean, this was what, like five years ago, maybe we started podcasting? I think we're on seven. Seven years ago. So I, and maybe I just didn't know about it, but I don't feel like the influencer culture and like the, um, 
oh, what am I trying? Like the paid promotions were as prevalent back then. Like now it's everywhere. I mean, if you want to get a paid promotion on your YouTube channel, all you have to do is reach out to a company that needs marketing, whether it be a big company or a small company. Yes. If it had been that kind of a culture back then, then sure, we could have been making a killing off of paid sponsorships. But that was not on our radar. No. Um, And honestly, having said that, we also were promoting people we really liked so it wasn't and products we believed in we believed we had fun doing it it's not that we didn't like doing it it was just like we needed a financial into the industry and for you the light bulb went off like oh my god like we're making everyone else money we can do this too (laughs) exactly yes so i remember I remember buying some bear yarn and a handful of dyes and looking at them for a really, really long time. Totally. Really long time. And then one day it just, we literally started this business in, in a week. Like we just, and I say we, I started it and then was like, oh, Chelsea, you do want to be part of this, don't you? Well, like, no, I remember you had all the supplies and I think I took some of your supplies and finally up in Vermont, I was like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to do it. And mm-hmm. then I feel I, unless I'm remembering this incorrectly, but I feel like I played around with it. And then you were like, okay, I'm going to do it. Am I remembering Maybe. that? Maybe I, you know what? You absolutely could be remembering that. Right. Because I, I don't not know. even like business wise, I feel like you just had the supplies and I was like, well, like, I should like try and play around. Well, and honestly, I think the original thought was, why is Winnie up here? Roma just came down with me. Clearly, we're the dog people. Where is she? There she is. Her second appearance on the Creative Seed podcast. People love seeing her. So I figured. Um, I think originally I was like, I want to create yarn because it's. I don't want to spend money on yarn. I want to be able to make it myself. Totally. So then, um, sorry. <laughs> Did you lose your train of thought or is Winnie barking? No, it's just dad in the background trying to get Winnie downstairs. So you can't hear. Thank goodness. I was going to say, I can't hear it. So, okay, good. Anyways, um, now I lost my train of thought. Uh, you didn't want to be spending money on yarn and you knew that you could dye it. And I knew I could dye it. And then I don't know what in me was like, well, we need to set up accounts. We need to get all the business end of it ready. Let's time out there because I also want everyone to know, because I don't think we touched on this last time, you and dad co-owned a business together for a very long time, Mally Frames. So yes. You had a lot of experience between Mally Frames, the Nutmeg Needle. I don't know if y'all had any other businesses, but those are the only two that I'm aware of. Those were the two that were really solid businesses. Right. So you Um, had experience with the paperwork and all of that. So were both of your other businesses LLCs or what were they? um, I believe so. Yeah. Okay. I believe so. So yeah. So dad started set. It's so funny. He started setting it up because I don't do any of that. I am just... I am the creative end of it all. Honestly, thank the Lord above for dad, because we We would just, we would be, um, we would be arrested for like, I was going to say we'd be in jail because we just don't know. Like he's so good. He, now he texts me like three days before our taxes are due and all of that. And we can get into that in a little bit, but first let's finish this story. Yeah. So he started setting it up. Not super excited. Not super excited, not being really aware of what this really is and where we had landed and how really, oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I was going to say probably very unaware of the scope of the industry. Like he wasn't in it to the point where he could see how much opportunity was there. He had no idea. And I had already been in this industry probably 10 years prior, for 10 years. And it was, I had entered the needlework design industry when it was on the slope downward. Right. So he totally understand he had some hesitation because doing the book work is a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And honestly, I look at people that have their own businesses and maybe they hire people. I don't know, but like even Stacy, who I, her yarn is like Mm -hmm. near and dear to my heart, but I look at her and I'm like, oh my God, this is so much work. Like I couldn't do it by myself. I give so much credit. I couldn't do it the volume that we do it by myself by any means, by any means. 
But um, and then somehow we came up with our first. It was when it was when like themed yarn was the thing. Like it was like new and like bright and shiny. Yes. And it still is a thing, but it, then it was even bigger. I felt like you, you designed yarn around a movie. And so we decided our first line was going to be Hocus Pocus and we were so excited about it. And I can't remember how much I died up like a lot, probably three, 400 skeins, all different bases, four different colors. And um, we put it up on Etsy. We started out on Etsy and you hit the button and dad and Justin, dad was sitting here. Justin was sitting on your end yeah. and their jaws fell to the floor uh, because we the, like three minutes, three minutes. And the cash register just kept going. Mm-hmm. They literally were like, Oh, Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, Oh, so this does make sense. For you. Yeah. So, so, in you know, I think, really for me and i think for you cuz we've talked about this a lot um we just kind of go by our gut 100% i know we're not we're not business people <laughs> we are not i mean truly like i know we are technically business women mm-hmm. i'm not a business woman mm-hmm. i'm a creator i'm a creator for sure i feel like just cuz i've had so many more years i think when you hit my age you will consider yourself one probably like i think i have a strong business sense mm-hmm. um i think you have a strong business sense i do and i feel like it also depends on the way you frame the word business business woman. like exactly. what do you like what does that mean to you and to me because businesswoman, when I think of a businesswoman, I think of someone that's good with numbers, with charts, with data. And, but I'm wondering if I associate those things with a businesswoman because I'm not good at them. I agree. Like, I don't know. It's 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 an open-ended question. I really don't know. I think it's someone who can make smart choices Listen to their, again, listen to their gut, have a sense, have an awareness of businesses around them and how they operate. Um, So I honestly would call you a businesswoman. I really would if that's such a weird word, actually, but you know what I mean. Yes, for sure. Um, So, yeah, so it really, really has always been for me after many years of experiences and trying to make businesses work when they no longer worked. And I think that is such, that's the nugget in this episode that I think will will empower people and maybe inform their actions. Because I think if you, and I'm, that doesn't mean like, don't keep trying. It does mean keep trying, but it also oh. means... You need to build in space to recognize and just kind of ride the wave when the trying isn't working. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. you're you're hustling, you're grinding, you're grinding, you're building your Instagram followers, you're building your YouTube account. Uh, you finally have a good size audience and you're ready to release a product, but that product just isn't coming to fruition. People aren't buying it. That In that moment, like after you've done all the hustling, that's where for me, I think if I were pounding my head against a brick wall... That's when I would take the cue to sit back, ride the wave, Mm -hmm. do the thing that builds you back up, and then take an atmosphere check and see Mm -hmm. where you've landed. Yes. Yes. And I I have had many, many businesses in my day. Nothing. This has been our most successful business, but I needed all those other businesses and the experience of those businesses to land here. And another another piece of our business, it has always been, it's, first of all, we should talk about the name of the business and why it's that name. Legacy Fiber Arts. I'm yes. Actually, for anybody who's watching, I'm wearing our sweatshirt. I love that. It's Sunday, so I'm in my jammies again. <laughs> um, yeah. And actually, I don't know if you remember this, but Allie, our friend oh. Allie Lopez. Okay. I wasn't sure if you I was this. going to say to you and make sure you give the credit to the name to the person who yeah. came up with the name. Yeah. 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 So my dear friend, Allie, um, 
her and I went out to brunch one day and like, she's also a knitter. So like, we kind of like had that in common and I had kind of told her how like you and I, we, I think we had been podcasting at that point. We absolutely had been. And then I was kind of telling her about like how we were thinking about starting a business, this, that, and the other thing, just kind of like, uh, bouncing off of each other with ideas because she is so, she is a good businesswoman. And she's a creative force of her own. Absolutely. She's a creative force. She's fantastic. Um, she's a singer. She's an actress. She does it all. Um, and so she kind of, uh, I think she actually did say it was like legacy fiber arts or something like you and your mom are legacy knitters. Like you have your grandmother, you have your great grandmother before you, like you should use that because it is such a central part of your podcast. Huge part of it. And so from there, I don't know if immediately we were like, okay, legacy fiber arts and off we go. I can't remember. I think the name was absolutely in place. Yes, we stuck that one hard. And we loved the name. This is where I was going with it. But I wanted, again, I wanted people to understand our name. We wanted to create a business that could ebb and flow with the fiber art world. Right. right? Which is why it isn't legacy. Knits. Legacy yarn dyers. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. So we wanted, because we've, I've had a ton of experience in this industry, um, in wool dyeing, meaning wool for rugs, rug hooking, crowned thread, knitting, crochet, like you've done done it all. I have kind of done it all. Again, I've got quite a few years on you. That's the only reason why. But still. Yeah. And it's just the love of my life. But anyways, um, We wanted to be able to stay within that name and move around the business as we wanted to or needed to. Totally. So, and and hence, now we are also fabric dyers for the counted thread industry, which is so exciting. It's um, exciting because people really like it. They love it. Yeah, which is great. It, it's just, they it's love just it. Like- I am so excited. Every It's still so new to me. That every time, like poor Rachel, I just keep sending pictures of look what came out today because <laughs> so much less control or the, I have so much less control over fabric, but I'm learning. I'm learning. You've also and, yeah, you've been doing it for a year. Has it been a year? Maybe not even. I don't know. I don't even know. But I'm learning so much. And oh my gosh, like my fabric blows me away some days. It's like. Holy cow, like if I could guarantee it to look like that every single time. And and the other pieces, every single piece looks different, which is so fantastic. Yeah. So cool. so yeah. So um so yeah, I kind of sidetracked on that one. Well, so that's why we ended up landing on legacy fiber arts. So mm-hmm. I want to say like Allie might have provided the legacy inspiration. And then when we kind of molded over, it was like, okay, fiber arts makes sense because it allows us the most opportunity. Yes. Yes. And, and, you know, like many people in this industry, we love so much more than knitting, which we talked about last time. We love the fiber arts period. And um, so, yeah, so, you know, so we started with Hocus Pocus and we were like, whoa, like weren't expecting that. Yeah. And then, and our business has, has morphed several times. We've changed our business model several times as needed again. It's like gone are the days for us, maybe not other people, where you put up a certain amount of yarn every week and it's gone. Right. And what we took away from that was it's great when it is, yeah. but you have so many people visiting your website that see nothing because right. you're only doing updates. Right. So that was another like, oh, wow hadn't thought of that piece. So it's like those, those business decisions, right? You learn them as you're growing your business. And, and so it's really morphed a couple times. We've rebranded once, which was really exciting. Um, Yeah. It's just, it's very fun. It's very exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. Um, Oh shoot. I just had a thought and of course I lost it. Morph. I don't know, but yeah. So that is kind of the adventure of 
where the business came. Oh, oh, I wanted to say, so we did end up moving from Etsy to Shopify. I think that was a kind of a big moment for us because after a while, and I don't know what Etsy looks like now, but for anybody that is like listening to this, thinking like, oh, I'm going to pull some tips here. Um, once you hit a certain threshold of sales, the um, fees become really, really expensive. At least that's what we were finding. We were getting really frustrated that we were writing out checks to them left, right, and center. Mm -hmm. Um, So for us, that was the biggest, not only that, the saving of those fees, which there are still some associated with Shopify for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. But with Shopify, we found, and it could be the same with like Square and all of those other website providers. um, I have way more control when it comes to designing the website and plugging things in and changing Mm -hmm. the layout. And With Etsy, it's just very much like you plug in your product and it's there on the Etsy website. Yes. So I thought like, you know, when we were, because we went back and forth quite a few times with whether we should leave or not. And the whole thing is, it's hard to change. You get so used to how a system works. Totally. Again, speaking for myself, that when you change it, you've got a learning curve. Do I have time for that learning curve? What is that learning curve going to look like? Right, right. So Uh you want to really plan for any kind of a a process change around when you feel your business is lulling a little bit. So Mm -hmm. if you have a point where it's like, whether it be at the end of the holidays or in the summer when the, when, or whenever your lull is in your industry, whatever you're doing, it's a really good opportunity for you to take a chance and switch things up so you can learn those new processes and get them down. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, Oh, I have two, two thoughts. One is um, as a business, as business owners, we, what is vital to us on, on a website is that shipping is, is there. Like you can do your shipping through that website because they have a connection with the, with all the postal carriers and where they get a significant price decrease. For sure. So, and the last thing I want to be do is typing in labels all day long, like creating our own labels. So we needed, and I'm assuming most of them do have I their think own. I would be shocked if there was one out there that didn't. Yes. Unless you have a website you sell just off your own website, maybe. Yeah, then it might have to be like a plugin or a widget that you put. I'm I'm not yeah. that great at computers. Um, but if you are going for like one of the big providers, mm-hmm. you their e-commerce option will always include always with an asterisk because I can't be a hundred percent sure, mm-hmm. but it will include some type of a shipping discount and a you know a a printable label when someone yes. purchases something. And it is vital for us. So the thought I had to, I had around this too, I have a lot of thoughts around this and it may go into the next time, mm-hmm. but to really um, share with people our different roles in this business, because people get confused when there's two people in a business who live, how many miles apart do we live? Is, I don't even know. I don't know how that works. It takes four Hundreds. hours. Yeah, probably 300. I don't know. It doesn't matter. I was going to start with a thousand. I'm like, no, I don't think it's that. It's between two and 300 miles apart. Yes, we live far. Um, So I'm again from Northern Vermont or not from, I live in Northern Vermont. mm -hmm. Um, And mom lives in Connecticut, Central Connecticut. Central, Southern to Central. Yeah. Central. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So it is confusing. It's confusing and how, and, and I remember, so this business started, or maybe we were picking up steam. It started when you were in Vermont, but we were picking up steam and the thought processes were going. And then you were like, we're moving to Vermont. And I was like, but I was so excited for you at the same time. Um, But then I thought, you know what? We can make this work. We will say it's not easy. It's not easy. It's, it's not easy. It's, it's very hard. It's very, it's very hard. <laughs> we make it work and we do the absolute best we can, especially mm-hmm. considering I am a full-time mom as well. I mean, I think when you're a parent, you're always a full-time parent, but I am what I mean by that is I'm home the primary caregiver for mm-hmm. them all week long. You so, are basically so- reliving my life. 
<laughs> literally oh i always think that i always think that because i think back to when this is such a tangent we'll get back to what we were talking about but back on union street when we had that computer room which was really your office and i would go over to your drafting table and it was like i remember that room you had like the what was the refrigerator the cold mm-hmm. that you have down in dad's office now mm-hmm I rem- I will never with the little bathroom, which I will never forget the smell of it, I, <laughs> n- and not even a bad smell, just a very like old home smell. Yes, it. I. It, anyways, it doesn't matter. I always think of that whenever I'm doing what I'm doing, and I always think like, wow, full circle, full circle, yeah, full circle, and and I'm. I am glad because I feel not glad, like, oh, I'm so glad you did this, but I'm glad that I can relate so easily to your hard days, to your good days, to the girl sucking every ounce of breath out of you, even though you couldn't love them more. Like, I remember people would be like, oh, do you exercise? It's like a no. Every ounce of energy is sucked out of me all day long. I walk so, downstairs 300 times. I know exactly. But anyways, it's it's so interesting to witness it and and I actually can feel like oh, I'm oh, sure. I remember that. I am so sure, yeah. But for myself, I would have chose to do it no other way. Oh. I I I mean I could. Of course I could. Anybody could if you have to you could or yeah. even if you want to you could it's right. just a whole different lifestyle totally yeah. totally it would it would be a lot harder i think on my mental well-being which again is another episode but but anyways so it is but very your difficult functioning in two different states doing two different pieces of the puzzle that both require each other so mm. let's clarify our quotes, air quotes for anyone that's not watching, roles and responsibilities within the business. Would you like to start? No, you go. Okay. So for me, I do social media, website, and emails. I Marketing. Well, social media is marketing. Right. That's right. Yeah. Um, And like digital content too. So Patreon, let's add that on. Um, And that's the stuff that like, I really like doing because I do have this very orderly sense to me where like, I really enjoy answering emails. I really like that part. I don't mind. And I like being wordy. I don't know if you can tell, but I like not. Yes, exactly. So for me, like I like responding to emails. And I just say, if they say, do you have any vanilla bean in the shop? I say, yes, yes. (laughs) Maybe a period, maybe not. You never know what you're going to get. Everybody um, knows when they get an email from Sue. It's actually a joke. They're like, oh, I finally got an email from Sue. Oh, Sue's on the emails today. I know. It's very um, funny. I laugh about it every time. It's because it's just so exact. Like we're exactly the opposite when it comes to opposite. Sue. But I love how people, because we've talked about it a lot and I feel like people have embraced it and it's really quite oh, like, it makes me feel good instead of feeling bad about it. Well, because we're just very upfront about who we are and the way we function. And I think that's kind of the key in life. Again, another podcast episode. But um, so, yes. And I also love like photography. I like doing like editing. I like all of that really cool stuff. But what is the one thing you need as a yarn dyer (laughs) to do the marketing? It's the yarn and the yarn yarn dyer. Like I would love to have easy access to you so I could follow Mm -hmm. you around in your dye studio for a day and then use that content all week long. Like it's my dream whenever we end up near each other that that it's going to be if we ever end up living next to each other. It's going to be so easy. Like this is going to help us appreciate if and when Mm -hmm. the time comes. Well, because when you, you were able to come down for a while, like for a day, every couple of weeks or two days, you take the train down and you can always tell when you're here, people love it. They're like, oh my gosh, you're together. And And our sales are through the roof. Through the roof. That's the hard part because your marketing is so, I have friends that follow us and they say like, Chelsea is a master at what she does. Thank you. When I and actually they, do and it. Thank people, you. 
but they are people that I really respect their opinion. It's just not someone I know. And so it it's true. You are very good at what you do. Like we have, we have aced that part of our business. Right. Yeah. And we really stay out of each other's way. Like, I feel like, I don't know. I just feel like, you know, what has to be done. Sometimes I have to remind you just because you, you forget things and you do say, tell me again. All the time. I never take offense to reminders. And I want to get this sentence out before I forget it, because I think it's something worth discussing at a little more length. If you are going into business with a partner, it's always a bit of a gamble. I know you've talked about this, so I don't know if you want to share your experiences. I will never have a partner again. Like, I don't think of you as a partner. I just think I don't. And I will never. It's a very, it's like another marriage. It's very, very difficult. Mm -hmm. I, dad will never let me do it again. It's hard. It's hard because- I think for us, because we are a mother-daughter team, we have, okay, many things, but we know each other very intimately. Mm-hmm. We know what makes each other tick. We know, I don't know. I can feel you within me. And I don't know if you can feel the same, but like, mm-hmm. I always know when to let off the gas when to when to like like you said like when to remind and like Mm -hmm. and I think the thing is is that there's so much respect between the two of us that's exactly what I was gonna say yep that even when like our creative visions are a little bit different which can be really hard when you're not so closely attached at the heart Mm -hmm. we work with each other and come to something that is exactly perfect I think what I, two or three things, I don't know, but I was going to say respect. I think we have great respect for each other. I really, that is something that I really believe. And you being my daughter, nothing could ever come. This business is not that important. I think- That is such a good point because I think if there were, we were ever to get to a point where we were at odds, that like to me, that is that red flag where it's like, we're shutting it down now. Like we've okay. gone as far as we need to go and we're shutting yeah. it down. I agree. Yeah. I agree a hundred percent. Um, So that was one of the points. I trust you implicitly. Ditto. With like when you... Like sometimes you'll say, I'll be like, oh, were you going to do that post today? And you'll say, you know, with what's going on in the world today, that post, no. And I'm like, of course. Like, so you have that very, because that is your job. You have that very clear vision of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that has been so important for me to, to understand that and to, you slow me down. And that's a good thing because you know me, I could be like, so let's do this and let's do that and let's do this. And then sometimes I'll have an idea and you'll have an idea and I'll, we'll kind of go back and forth. And all of a sudden I see what you see, but I needed to process it. So we allow each other to process, I think. And I, I think, think that's, that's hard to come by when you're just working with a peer because it's so it, hard because I think if it were me, it would be like, well, why do you know better than me? Whereas mm-hmm. for us, it's like, like you have so many more years of experience. I mean, not so many, I didn't mean that in a, I do, but like, and so like, I, tr- there's enough difference within us. I, I don't, I don't know how to word this properly, but I have a feeling everybody knows what we're trying to say. It's just, yes there's a yin and a yang and we seem to just fit together very well. I think it's really rare. Um, I do too. I do too. I, for me, it's very rare to, to be able to work in this environment, Mm -hmm. but you also are a lot like dad in many ways, in many good ways. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. To clarify that. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm kidding. No, but like the part of 
the slow and steady, yeah. right? Yeah. The, you know, for me, if I wake up in the morning, I know I have to do, if I had your job, I have to do Instagram posts. I have to do a Patreon thing. I have to take pictures. I'd be like this uh-huh. where you just boom, boom, right. boom. Right. And I know this because I worked in the frame shop with dad and he was so methodical. Yeah. And I was like, we need to get this done. We need to get this done. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I think, I think there's such a balance there, right? It's like, that's the important piece. Yes. Well, and it allows us both to function in the way in which we function best because with you, you're a producer. So you need not, you don't need to have that speed, but it benefits you to have that speed. For me, it doesn't because I would be really sloppy. Things would get missed. I would have to be editing posts to catch the details Mm -hmm. that I, so our roles just fit our personality. Yes. I think we are exactly where we need to be as far as our roles. The hardest piece is my job is so physical and you've got the younger body. (laughs) And it's like, because a lot of people have said like, well, could you just switch roles? If I'm like, oh, I'm so tired. It's like, nope, nope. I can't do what she does. Now I will tell you, you can do what I do, but not with two little ones running around. Not with two little ones running around. But again, let's go to like dreamland. If we ever did live next to each other, I could be the assistant that you need in the diary yes. room where it's like the rinsing, the filling of the the skeining. The... Well, but I, I have to say I live for the day when you can show up for a day and dye a batch of yarn. And I take care of that and you do the dyeing because your dye skills are off the chart. They oh, really God. are. I haven't died in years, but thank you. I do really like doing it. And you're very good. And the reason that yours would be so powerful is because I've been doing it for longer. So right. it would be fresh. Right, 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 right. So yeah. So the bottom, the the point to take away from this all is don't have a partner unless you love them like a daughter. Yes. And so, but if you if you are like a burgeoning business person and you're like, okay, I want to do this and it's a really large scale thing and I really need a partner to be able to do it. I would say start as teeny tiny as you can. And then when you hit that threshold where you can no longer do it, then you employ somebody, whether it be a friend and you pay them in product or you pay them in beer or you pay them in pizza. There are ways to do it with another person without it being a 50-50 partnership. Yes. And what I learned from the partnerships that I had is I should have hired them. Right. Not and so exactly what you said. It's like, because it's cheaper to hire someone than to cut your business in half. Yep. So, well, and then that- to even like cut your creative vision in half, because that's essentially also what you're doing if you're going into a creative industry. And I think for me, financials aside, I think that would be my biggest struggle. Whereas if I felt passionate about this business and there was someone else next to me that felt passionate about this business and we had two different creative senses, I would fight tooth and nail for my creative sense to come out on top. That was my biggest problem. Totally. And I get that. that. I think everyone can understand that. Yeah. That was my biggest problem because I was the creator. Yeah. I was the creator of it all. And the other person was technically like the business end, technically like before the internet before. So that's a whole different world before the internet. Totally. And, um, and I, I think one of the reasons that we work so well is we both are the creators. Mm -hmm. We really are. It's not just me and we create well together. Yes. Yeah. yeah, we can, we can, yeah, yes. I'll leave it at that. But yes, I totally, because I could talk about it for hours. <laughs> but I yes, same, I agree. Same, same. But so those are our individual roles. Sometimes they blur. Sometimes, yes. sometimes I have to do a few things on your end. Yep. You do things on my end. And it's like, actually, that's really fun when that happens sometimes. So, so yeah, but. I, I think we're we are a little unusual. There are there are plenty of of us around, yeah. but I think we're a little unusual in the fact of all our circumstances. Each and every one. I totally agree. Yeah. I totally agree. And I'm trying to think of where we should go in now because so we've talked about like the history of 
the name of our business, where we've come from, how we function today, how we functioned back then. Um, I don't know. I feel like if we want this podcast to be kind of like a bullet pointed how to, which I wouldn't ever necessarily say do it exactly like we did it, because again, I think we we function very much from the gut and from the heart. And I just find that our environment pulls us in our next direction. Yes. Um, which I would recommend that a hundred percent. If you can get your intuition in check and like in tune. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes. Um, but start small. And the other thing, which you've said it to me before, and I heard it somewhere else before, and I can't remember who, but you'll remember done is better than perfect. Yes. I love that. So do not forget that. So if you want to start, start, start done. That's is the better thing. This whole like waiting till all the stars align. That's I'm so glad you brought this up because that is exactly, you know, like it's not a good time. It's not a good, t- it's never going to be a good time. It's never going to be a good time. And, and like you said, I feel like this isn't as much a how-to, but I love hearing business experiences. Totally. So I think this is more our business experience. True. Yes. And yes, how yes. we did it. Because we are no one to tell somebody how to do something. No. But I <laughs> know for me, scary. Yes. But I think a lot of times when I listen to people's experience, like businesses experience, ex- business experiences, I find I'm mentally doing that the whole time anyway, where I'm kind of like, oh, so that's what they did. Like, how can I apply that? I constantly have the mindset of how can I apply this to my life? Yes. Always, (laughs) always, no matter what the scale or topic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I don't know. It's, it's like, I feel like I am such a risk taker. That is who I am. I am a dreamer beyond dreamer, like beyond dreamer Yeah, to the point where I drive people crazy. Um, and I don't know, it, it was a very low risk startup, which I think helps. Another piece for us is um, I've spent a couple businesses paying for overhead. Mm-hmm. It kills you. Mm-hmm. Now, don't get me wrong. I would love a huge studio space. Mm-hmm. Maybe someday if we live nearby, we will have a studio space. Right. Um, but I work out of the smallest, this room, which people, when they walk in, a few people that know me through this industry who have come to visit go, wow. <laughs> it's a matchbox. It's a matchbox. Yeah. But I make it work. Like, I'm just going to turn, just so you can see how I make it work. It's minuscule. But you do, you make it work. Like, there's, you have such a flow to your process. I do. I do. Um, And the only reason it looks like that now is because we're podcasting and I usually the racks are behind me, blah, blah, blah. But I wanted a cleaner space, which is funny. (laughs) For an audio podcast. Exactly. Well, but there are people watching. That's the scary part. You know, I anticipated so many more people are going to sign up for the audio podcast. (laughs) So many people wanted to see our faces. I know. I know, which I get. I get it. It's so nice. I do too, honestly. Yeah, it's so nice. But um, so I am I'm green with envy of people that have huge, beautiful spaces. And a lot of our friends do, and it's fantastic. Yeah. For us, again, being a partnership, that would kill us. That is one. Yes. It, the financial part is very much like, because I always look at like dyers that just do it and that's the only income that they have. And it and I always was thinking to myself, like, how can they make that work so easily? But then I look at it's like, of course, we're splitting it 50-50. Like, yeah. of course, it's not going to be. But I wouldn't have it any other way. Same. Same. I I don't think we have the desire to be, I don't want to work 12 hours a day. I'm working really hard at not doing that. I mean, we have times where I have to, Um, but yeah. So we work in a very tiny space and you have a beautiful little space in your basement, which I love so much. I love it. Since this last week, being with the girls all the time, I'm like, I miss my office so much. I know. (laughs) I know. I know. Um, 
But I want to talk about the dying process for me and like the skills that it requires. So I'm sure you remember that I practically insisted you all be in the food industry in some way, shape or form. I still stand by that. I, I think do everyone should work, not necessarily food, but definitely service industry. Service based. But for me, the food base is what, because I'm cooking all day. So I went from being a waitress, major multitasker for years, put me through college. Um, then after that, I, dad and I both worked for a catering service, a very big, like ritzy catering service. And I worked all angles, but I ended up cooking at the end. I was one of their cooks. Actually, I became a pastry chef at some point. I don't remember. So cool. <laughs> so funny. I picked up when when Amber came once. Um, I picked her up and on the way home, I don't know how we got talking. And she was like, how many million things have you done in your lifetime? I'm like, it's kind of a lot. I hadn't really thought about it. It's so cool. It is very cool. Every single one of those jobs put me where I am today. So don't ever look at a job and say it's for nothing ever, ever. Um, but anyways, so I basically now work in a kitchen all day long, even though it's not our kitchen, it's our, my kitchen. But um, all of those like like knowing what I was going to cook for the day and how many hours I had. This is when I worked for the caterer, like 5,000 egg rolls have to be made today. 3,000 dumplings. I had to prepare the day before, make sure all the ingredients were there, like blah, blah, blah. It's exactly. So I feel like that is why I can work in this small space because believe it or not, I'm super organized. That did not look organized but it is you for what I living, do. Breathing personification of the phrase organized chaos. Chaos. And that's not a slight. That no. is a kudos. That is a pat on the back. Yes. I sent dad in my office, was it the other day for like, say, a spool of thread, just picking that out of the head. And, and I was just like, it is to the right of the computer on that little wooden thing. And it's white. Yep. Like, so when yes. So it is a piece. So as a yarn dyer in my world, you need to have some sort of methodical, um, like it's just all organization in your head of, of the processes you have to do. Right. And it, I don't know, it's like I can pump out so much stuff. Yes, but do you remember at the beginning when it was really frustrating because you couldn't, like, it does take a lot of time to find that sweet spot and to find that a flow. lot of time. Yeah. I remember I dyed 30 skeins in a day and I was like, I did it. I did 30. Like, I was like this superhero. I can do 30 in like a half hour. <laughs> I, but that's the thing. It's like a slow and steady process. But um, I also think steady. it's really important that you do what you did and you celebrate the successes, however small they might be in hindsight. Yep. It's all about prep work the day before, being organized of what you want to do, have all your decisions made. Yeah. Um, like this morning, I cut all the fabric for tomorrow. It's going to be a short dye day, but I wanted to start out fast. And it's like, so it's a lot of prep work. It's a lot of pre-soaking, twisting, however you prep your yarn or fabric. And yeah. Yeah. I love, I love your process because you are so good at it and I'm fast. You're fast and see for my, so now for my processes, it's so funny because most people who do what I do with like, um, uh, digital, oh, what's that word? What's that like hot button word, uh, content with digital content. A lot of people record or photograph like in batches. Mm -hmm. And I do think someday I will get to that point. But right now at the stage of life that I'm in and that you're in, and it is literally when I post something, I will have created that content 20 minutes before. Mm -hmm. And I can't just pull from a bank of content of photos of captions of videos. It is literally create or it's record, create, post, 
record, create. It is so inefficient. But also being makers, it's really hard because a lot of things are Mm project-based. So it's like you can't batch create content with a project that's going to take you three days to get progress on. Um, so like, that's something that has eluded me for a while that I'm working towards. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my process. It's literally like, oh, this has to happen. Okay. So we'll do this, this, and this, and there it is. And I try to hit the sweet spots of posting times and, but oh my God, that is like, you also have to trust that. I go a lot on trust, like trust. It's going to work. Yeah. Trust. It's if it didn't, it probably wasn't supposed to. Right. I don't know. I just, I've talked about a lot. There's something that's very spiritual about the whole creativity process and business process for me personally. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like things drop in front of us that if you don't have an awareness, you're going to miss it. A lot of people have a lot of great stuff like falling from the sky in front of them and they, they're too caught up in something else or the timing isn't correct for them to notice it. And as you can hear, I'm a big, big fan of Elizabeth Gilbert's Big Magic <laughs> book. I was just going to say, so have you memorized Big Magic yet? <laughs> I it's- love Big Magic. I can relate to it so much. Yes. I do think we should do a podcast, one of these, on books that inspire us as either creators, business, women, whatever, mm-hmm. for ev- whatever reason. But I do think that you have to have a lot of awareness and quiet to recognize what's happening before you. I agree. And so before we get to that, what's that? And you don't have, I don't have any kind of, you have children running in front of you (laughs) ever. Um, But before we dive into that topic, because I think that could lead us into another episode, spirituality and creativity, as well as resources. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that should probably be our third episode. I love Um, that. So I don't know if we want to go back to where we came from or if we should kind of close it here what are we at for i don't i was trying to find the time and i can't find it i don't know it's 12 30 we're probably at about 45 minutes would be my Mm -hmm. guess i feel like i do feel like we should close it because everything i'm thinking will only end up being a blurb and i think it has enough value that we should do more around it i agree but I kind of like that we went back and talked about, you know, how how we did it. And again, I love hearing people's stories of how I just love them. I don't know what it is about it. Mm-hmm. So it's really not a, oh, this is what Sue and Chelsea said to do. No, 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 no. No. It's more about our experience of, and it worked. And from that, I would take bits and pieces of what what you can relate to. Totally. And as always, if you have any questions, if you'd like any further explanation, you can always head down to the comments, put mm-hmm. it in there. We will take notes and do our best to answer. Hopefully, I didn't even look at the last episode. I'm saying this and people probably have like three questions in the past episode <laughs> that we didn't address. I think I peaked, but not in a while. But you know what? I do feel like if we could still go back and and even address it here, a lot of times questions, more than one person would have it. So we could kind of get into a rhythm of if there are questions, we can talk about it here. We can also do one where people just send questions and that's what we spend the day on. Yeah. The Q&A. Yeah. Q&A. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah, I think it's great. I, yeah. It also made me think I'd really like to have Allie as a guest. <sighs> she would crush it. Guest. I know. Especially because she is a whole different form of a creator. Oh my God. And she, does like, it. she does it all. Yeah. And she has a lifetime of experiences. I mean, she's only your age, maybe younger. She might be like a year younger than me or maybe two. Yeah. But she's but, done a lot in her lifetime. So it'd be really 
Well, exciting. and a lot of it is performance-based, and she's very well-spoken. She has a gorgeous voice. She has a gorgeous presence about her. Mm. Yes, 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 yeah. yes. I will reach out to her because I need to text her. I know. That would be super fun. All so, right, yeah. everyone. Well, thank you so much for joining us for this episode of the Creative Seed Podcast. We hope it inspired and uplifted you. And yeah, we need to come up with a tagline for this podcast, by the way, because I'm so used to saying needles up, but like that doesn't apply here. It doesn't apply here. Um, I'm not the one to ask. I know. We'll think of it. We'll think of a tagline for next time. Um, I don't think we had needles up for quite a while. We didn't. Yeah. We didn't. All right, everyone. We'll see you next time. All right, guys. See you next time. Bye. Bye.